All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Monday night, kicking off the week. Welcome to the show. As always, on Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, the Roku Channel, you can catch us on that, as well as uh, Samsung TV Plus, brand new format, Channel 1029, pretty cool stuff on there as well. You can also catch us on all the socials in select cities on Comcast, as well as our brand new home online, that is live from Studio6B.com. Join in the chat, you can uh, also check out past shows clips from uh, crazy towns and any number of things on there. We also got a link to uh, John Solomon's Just the News. You can also email the show at any time. LFS6P at Yahoo.com. Make sure if you make Damon laugh, you might get read on the show. And uh, welcome. Like I said, Monday night, full house. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, people? <laughs> Nobody was here with me on Friday. It was me and Doug Smith. Paul is back doing news. Paul, how are you? How was I'm your weekend? Good. It was nice. Good time. Lots of fun. Now back to work. <laughs> back to misery looking at the news. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, no doubt. Slick Rick, how you doing? All right, Rick, back in action, back from the carnival. I was a carnival barker for four days, but uh, we set records. I tell you, the carnival is the place to be. People love it, man. The lines were great. And the best part was I walked into the ticket booth, and uh, one of the people that were volunteering said, I love your show. So she watched the show. So LFS6B, all over the place. All right, very good. Anything uh, special on tap when it comes to sports news later? Well, we got rodeo and we got bull riding reports. Uh, U.S. tennis opened up today, so we're going to talk about the U.S. Open and BMW uh, Championship Open Roundup from yesterday. We'll Ooh, what, a f- what, a f- what a playoff. Woo. Shambo. It was amazing. Pretty cool. And, of course, uh, David Zier sitting in tonight. David, how are you? I'm wonderful. I I just got back from Washington, D.C. I recorded my show Breaking Point down there on Friday. I took my daughter to look at colleges, Villanova, GW. Uh, They had to wake me up with smelling salt when they gave me the tuition. $82,000 to go to Villanova. But that's the sticker price. Since you're an underprivileged uh, minority, you get to go for free, right? (laughs) Yeah, I wish. I wish. Uh, My wife and I paid for 65 years of school. They haven't killed us yet, so we're uh, gonna. My eat, kids, eat my kids out. just went back. I just begged them, please don't come back, socialists. Please <laughs> don't. They're gonna lie yeah. to you. They're just gonna lie to you over and over and over. Play their game, get good grades, and just know they're lying to you. That's yeah. All I, I ask, made a please. deal with my daughter. Uh, no BLM, and uh, or you're out. So that's it. Yeah, I'm not paying anything if you come back a socialist. Well, there you go. And, and let's hope that works. You know, because, <laughs> because you know, let's face it. When you get on these college campuses, you know, everybody just wants to fit in, too. You know, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the a tough thing. thing. Especially my daughter. Like my son, don't care. You know, he's on a hockey team. He don't care. Right. My, you know, those none of those guys care. They whatever. They just want to play and have fun. The girls are mean. If you don't get in line as a girl at one of these really New York State schools, especially well, these all, well, they're all the same. Who am I kidding? I mean, they get ostracized fast. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, my daughter's six foot, thank God. So um, she's going to go in there with some uh, judo. (laughs) And hopefully some attitude. Some New York uh, David Zier attitude, right? Did it rub off? She gives her parents one, so yeah, why not? All right, very good. Well, you know what? (laughs) As Paul mentioned, it was a uh, busy weekend. Lots of stuff happening. Lots going on. A busy day today as well. I guess the, uh, is it official? Did the last transport leave? Yeah, I believe so. Is that it? The last, from what I understand, the last five transports, not one single American was on them. Just, yeah, just consider. Not allowed that. to the airport. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
exactly. Stories all over the place of, of them being denied, uh, women and children being denied entry into the airport uh, to try and get back to this country. What a catastrophe. What a catastrophe. We have that mom, yeah, fallen soldier, just completely obliterating. We were going to play that tape tonight, but we thought it might be too depressing, the mom crying and just heartbreaking. Yeah, but we do have this. And let this serve as a reminder to everybody. This is cut one. Uh, Joe Biden on a- ABC making this commitment. Check this out. Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops will if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And? And if, they're American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Really? Hmm. We're going to stay till we get them all out. What Meanwhile, what we're hearing is that the last transport is left. That's it. No, no more, no more flights to uh, safety and freedom. You're basically, you're basically stuck. Or, well, you can't say stranded. Jen Psaki doesn't like the word stranded. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the use of that word. What kind of, of word can we use? Can we use a hose? Abandoned. Can we use abandoned? Can we use left behind? Betrayed. How about betrayed? Betrayed is a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just forgotten about. Uh, left to die. How about that one? Yeah, left for dead. While yeah. she laughs every time she gets a question. Right. Uh, now let's go with cut number two. This is General McKenzie from earlier today, G. Can you give us a sense of whether or not there were any American citizens or other civilians who were taken out on any of those last couple of C-17s that flew out this, after, uh, this afternoon? And can you give us a picture of what you saw uh, with equipment and other things getting either destroyed or removed at the airport before they left. So we no, no American citizens came out on the last, what we call the joint tactical exfiltration, the last uh, five jets to leave. Uh, we, we maintained the ability to bring them in up until immediately before departure, but we were not able to bring any Americans out. That activity ended probably about 12 hours before our exit although we continue the outreach and would have been prepared to, to bring them on until the very last minute, but none of them made it to the airport and were able to be, and were able to be accommodated. And we think the citizens that were not brought out number in the low, very low hundreds. Low hundreds. So they don't even know. And again, you know, here we go with um, just about a week ago, they were thinking in between somewhere between 10 and 15,000 Americans were some, you know, in, in Afghanistan that they weren't sure of the number now that they, they, they said it's been unprecedented we've got all these americans out there's it's just a few hundred left you know what again i take you back to 1979 in iran and think about the hostage situation there that only had 52 52 people now you're talking about this, this general saying it's in the low hundreds hundreds think about the the opportunity for the Taliban or, or whatever, you know, insurgent group or, or, or terrorist group in there decides we're going to round up maybe a couple hundred of these Americans that they left behind, that they abandoned, that they stranded here. And, uh, well, what's coming up? Ah, that's right. The terrorist uh, Christmas, September 11th. What makes you think they're not going to be using what anything to try and, and make this you know, even bigger than what happened 20 years ago, especially on the 20th anniversary. 
I mean, just be, think uh, about that. For and a I mean, with all, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because we, we can't trust anything we see anymore, right? Right. I mean, let's be completely honest. I mean, we've seen enough false flags in our lifetime. What stops the globalist central banking elite or the corporate monsters to set their own false flag and just blame it on the Taliban or ISIS X or the COVID variant ISIS terrorist <laughs> group of the du jour. I mean, we don't know anything anymore. We, everything we see on TV, it just, I mean, it's just, everything's a lie. So it, it leaves us in a constant state of confusion, constant state of distrust, a constant state of rage with, amongst our fellow Americans. I mean, somebody believes one thing on, on Ivermectin. Someone says something along the lines of, oh, Trump derangement syndrome, stop the study of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine because it was politicized. And that person is now vilified. And now you go on social media and half the people are calling Rand Paul a moron, half people are calling him a genius. And there's no in between. Everything is so polarized. And you know, yeah, we just but, can't you know, trust anything. Paul, our audience is discriminating, you know, and are those of us who've been paying attention our whole lives Versus the people who are on TikTok, you know, knocking down milk crates or whatever the hell they're doing. Right. You know, our audience is special, right? And we could read between the lines and we have enough data to at least go forward and say, hey, that's bull, that isn't. And we're not watching NBC for our news. Right. So we do have a leg up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this Afghanistan um, TV show, Paul, um, where... The guy's telling the public not to be afraid. Like oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. In a Actually, debate. you know what? We, Do you we, have that? M since you said that, uh, David, yes. This is cut number 10. Oh, my God. Check oh. this out. Look at this guy behind him, right? <laughs> With the go funny eye. Watch, the, the eye's going to go over to the other side by itself. There it goes. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy is reading. He, this, this is an actual news. This is on Peace, um, Peace Studios News here. And... Um, Basically, yeah. <laughs> let me guess, who's going to get interviewed today? And, and I'm thinking this is going to be a positively spun interview. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what say you? What, what kind of questions do you think he's going to give the Taliban leader? Um, what kind what's of the cereal speed do you velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> yeah, your what favorite ice cream. Him? Other than, like, what flavor ice cream? Is that what you said? That's yeah. What said. That's what Rick said. What's That's your favorite great. ice cream? Yeah, that's a, that's about it. That's the toughest question that guy's gonna get. You know it. Oh my God. Man. I mean, I mean, a good question to but ask is the who made who made those weapons and where'd they get them from? Yeah, they look awfully tactical. They, they look brand new. Yeah. But what? Why do those guys behind them look so sleepy? That you guy know looks what? like he's dozing off like back there. Bet between the eyes and the the Bert from Sesame Street eyebrow. Been out. Boy, that is one menacing unibrow. Been, but look out, at this. Now, now, now watch, because he's got to interview. He's got to interview the sitting down guy, which is the guy in charge. Oh. Look at the rest of these guys. I wonder where they got all that cool equipment. Yeah, hmm. they had a long night of beheading, so they're all very, very tired today. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's the that's what you were talking about there. David. And, yeah. Sorry, I didn't see that on your rundown. And it's interesting because you know that's. Basically, that's what the Taliban is going to bring to Afghanistan. This, this is what you're going to see across the, you know, that's what they have to look forward to, that kind of life. So, wonderful. Good you stuff. know, um, if I could just add to that really quick, the Orlando nightclub shooter's father hosted a pro-Taliban TV show, and the FBI brought him to the United States. Uh, and uh, 
we got to still explain that one. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no. Hey, uh, let's go to cut number five here because, you know, of course, this is happening. The big hurricane, Ida, is happening down in, uh, in Louisiana. So uh, let's go down to cut five and see what Joe Biden has to say here. So thank you very much, and thank you, Commissioner. I, I really think it all works. I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. Mr. President, on Afghanistan? I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now. Can you get okay. <laughs> think about that. Now he's lost. Where do I go? Oh, my God. I was told not to take questions. I was told not to take You're questions. You're the president. Yeah. You putz. Not well, only that, I was told not to take questions. Yeah, but then he takes a question, and as soon as the, the, the woman mentions Afghanistan, I'm not going to answer any questions. <laughs> And the he other day, away. he was like instructed. Remember he said he was instructed to make phone calls to foreign leaders? Yeah. He's instructed. He was told. He was, you know, so not supposed to take questions. The whole thing. This is, this is what we have. And, this is and as again, Manchurian as it gets. And the easy thing is to call him is an idiot. Which he is. Of course, we know this. Giuliani told us. He's the stupidest man he knows. But this is all by design. It's got to be. And you heard it because he was instructed not to take questions. Well, sorry, sir, but we have a ton of them. And just because you're not supposed to take them doesn't mean they're not going to get asked. Uh, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Welcome to the week. We got some great stuff. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. We got some stuff from him coming up in just a little bit. Stay there right here. Live from Studio 6B. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Monday night. People are asking about Damon. We don't know where he is. He's on vacation. Who cares? He's on vacation. Let the guy relax. We're holding it down till he gets back. In the meantime, though, uh, going back to Cut 10, a lot of funny comments coming in on the <laughs> chat on livefromstudio6b.com. If you're not on there watching the show and commenting, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, some of the, some of the funniest stuff we see on there. Sometimes we don't, we don't remember to say it, but this one got me. You rock radio. <laughs> when he saw this, said that's the Taliban's very own duck dynasty crew. Um, <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, let's see. Snow white. No, I can't read that one from cutter. I mean, they um, all look so sleepy. <laughs> they all do look sleepy. <laughs> I think, I think that guy right there fell asleep. <laughs> Did you see the one who was standing behind the uh, the head dude? I think he he really did just kind of not. He did his own Joe Biden imitation and nodded off, pretending he was uh you know with the uh, Israeli prime minister. Please, this, oh he's awake again. This looks like it fell right off the central casting, <laughs> just a creepy Middle Eastern thug. <laughs> uh, so <sighs> keep the comments coming in. Very funny stuff. Brenda M. is checking in. Yet she likes the Duck Dynasty as well. Uh, Tommy Viper J. Five. Tommy. Helen. Yeah, this is just a good crew. And then oh, don't no. forget the Telegram group and the Discord group. Uh, both the, the Telegram. Group. The Telegram group is cranking, and it's funny over there, too. And they yeah. share a lot of good news in the Telegram group. So 
Look for us over there as well. Yeah. Hey, just a real quick reminder. Make sure to visit our friends at MyPillow.com and use our code LFS6B at getting up to 66% off today. Support Mike Lindell. Support the show. Get yourself some pillows if you don't already have them. Mattress toppers, towels, all great stuff. And Rick can attest, Slick Rick can attest for the Giza Dream Sheets. He's got a couple pairs or a couple sets, I should say. Beautiful. The pillows are guaranteed to be the most comfortable you'll ever own. So visit MyPillow.com. And uh, use our checkout, six LFS six speed, and uh, you'll save sixty six percent. And let's try to uh, you know crank it up for uh, Mike and support him and all he does. And from what I understand, he's not done yet. People think, oh, that symposium went bad. He's not done yet. So we'll see what more comes out of him uh, a little bit later down the road. Let's go over to Slick Rick, see what's going on with sports. Rick, what do you got, my friend? All right, so Major League Baseball scores right now. St. Louis Cardinals 3-1 to over Cincinnati Reds, bottom of the sixth. Phillies lead the Nationals 3-2 to in the bottom of the second. Bottom four, Orioles and Blue Jays tied at one. Bottom third, Rays lead the Red Sox 2-1. to And bottom first, just on the way, the Rockies and Rangers 0-0. Got the Yanks at the Angels at 940. Padres at the Diamondbacks at 940. Also, Brewers, Giants, Braves, Dodgers, Astros, Mariners, all later games this evening. And uh, PGA Men's BMW Championship recap. Caves Valley Golf Club. Spectacular event yesterday. A wrap was unbelievable. This is the CBS leaderboard. Cantlay comes up clutch to beat DeChambeau in a playoff with the putter in his hand and ice in his veins. Cantlay delivered one clutch putt after another to survive the final three holes of regulation and six tense holes of sudden death playoff. Finally winning with a 20-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole. Just an absolutely amazing shot if you had a chance to see it. Um, he closed out his six under 66 with an eight foot par putt on the 16th and an eight foot bogey putt on the 17th after a tee shot into the water and a 20 foot birdie on the 18th to force a playoff. Twice on the 18th playoff, uh, where DeChambeau had a 30 yard advantage off the tee, Cantlay made par putts from six and seven feet. DeChambeau also closed yesterday with a 66. Uh, his week featured a missed six footer on the 18th for a chance at 59 on Friday. And in the final round, he missed a 12 foot birdie to win in regulation. Uh, three more birdies. 30 putts in the playoff, and then his final putt to send the great theater into an, another amazing scene. DeChambeau, who has stopped talking to any media that isn't a PGA Tour partner, refused comment for everyone Sunday, and he became the first player in PGA history uh, to post 261 without taking home a trophy. That score was 261, and he didn't win. Unbelievable. Uh, wow. that, was, that was riveting, but I got to be honest, it was so easy to root against him. Yeah. I mean, he's just such a baby. He's alienated Everybody. I mean, you see him call out uh, Cantlay over on the 14th, claiming that he was moving too much. They showed the video. The guy barely budged. I know. Yelling at fans. He just, he's, not, he's just look, a rude guy. Uh, maybe that's just, just the card he wants to play. I don't know, but that's I, not a good look for him. No, it's not. No. You know, it's, it's really not, but I guess it's good for ratings because the, the sport needs a villain, I guess. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe a little MMA a fight. Him and Brooks Kepka get, in, get into the <laughs> ring there. <laughs> Why not? Uh, and PBR Tractor Supply Company, Iron Cowboy, presented by Ariat. That was in Fort Worth, Texas. Over the weekend, Unleash the Beast. Polo Ferreira Lima with an aggregate score of 359. <laughs> took home $126,576, Rick. Second place was Ally Vastalinda. And he had a uh, $25,000 win. It. Just awesome. incredible. <laughs> so uh, PBR, I got some great rodeo recap uh, later on in the show. And we got some more. We're going to talk about the U.S. Open. I'll give you some live scores. Uh, Naomi Osaka just about ready to jump on the court in about 10 minutes. All right. That's a wrap, Rick. Well, thank you, Rick. And uh, I, I always love the way you, you, you break into the, uh, the proper uh, pronunciation 
for wh- whenever it's a uh, Hispanic. It, you I got it. It's the that always make me laugh. Um, all right. So we were talking about, uh, of course, in the first segment, talking about everything that was going down with uh, Afghanistan. Again, a very, very tough situation. Very hard feelings, I think, all the way around. You see the president. Basically, he seems like he's out of touch. He seems like he doesn't know what's going on. He's made statements where, you know, oh, our, our international partners haven't had anything negative to say. We all know that's a lie. Um, he. he Claims he doesn't doesn't think ISIS is or or the um, who was it was run out who was run out of uh, Al Qaeda was yeah. run out of uh, Afghanistan. We know that was a lie. You know, basically everything he says, it's like it's like opposite day or something. Every time, right? Every time he speaks. Um, so this is what kind of caught my attention when Tony Blinken was asked um, over the weekend about Joe Biden. Check this out. Listen to the question. From Chris Wallace. And then listen to the answer. This is cut number seven, G. This is Secretary, does the president not know what's going on? Now, pause it right there, because that's a pretty direct question, right? Wow. Am I right, David? Pretty direct Uh, question? It it doesn't, as you'll see, it doesn't get any more direct. Right. So he asked the question, does the president know What's going on? And here is Tony Blinken, his secretary of state, giving his answer. Go. Emotional time uh, for for many of us uh, and including allies and partners who've been shoulder to shoulder with us in Afghanistan for 20 years uh, at high cost to themselves as well as to us. They stood with us after 9-11, invoked Article 5 of NATO for the first time. An attack on one is an attack on all. And we've been there together. But I've got to tell you this, Chris, from the get go. Uh, I've spent more time with our NATO partners in Brussels virtually uh, from before the president made his decision to when he made his decision to every time since. We've been working very, very closely together. We've gotten the G7 together, NATO together, the U.N. Security Council together. We had 113 countries, thanks to our diplomacy, uh, put out a a clear understanding uh, of the Taliban's requirements to let people leave the country. Respectfully, that that, look, I'm not I'm not questioning whether or not the allies have a right to complain. I'm not questioning whether or not. The president said Al-Qaeda is gone. It's not gone. The president said he's not heard any criticism from the allies. There's been a lot of criticism from the allies. Words matter, and the words of the president matter most. Chris, all I can tell you is what, what I've heard. And again... This is a powerfully emotional time for a lot of allies and partners, as it is for me, as it is for us. But I've also heard this. What? I've heard across the board deep appreciation and thanks from allies and partners for everything we've done. Because you know what, gee, this is is the whole situation. Chris Wallace had a perfect opportunity. He interrupted him like he was going to push back, saying, you know what, you're not answering my question. My question was, and it's right here, I wrote it down, does the president know what's going on? What is that? One, two, three, four, five, seven words. Does the president know what's going on? Yes or no? At no time does he mention the president. He talks about NATO allies, how many years we've been there, the work that's been done. G7, blah, nothing, blah, blah. Nothing, right. nothing. And then Wallace lets him off the hook. He lets him off the hook. Did you expect anything different from a coward like Wallace? No. Amazing. So again, this is what we're dealing with, and we're getting it from all sides. And hopefully, hanging out with us will help you see that... Uh, Maybe you shouldn't believe everything you see on the mainstream news. You know what I'm talking about? 
Disgusting. We'll be back live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stuart Schuller coming up. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Thank you for joining us on a Monday night. Crazy day. Lots going on. Lots from the weekend. Lots from earlier today. We're going to get to as much of it as possible. And we appreciate you taking the time and joining us here. I know you could spend your time doing other things. But if you're watching us, thank you. We appreciate it. Visit us at livefromstudio6b.com. Jump in the chat as well and say hello there. Or just jump in with the banter. Of course, Paul's here doing news. Slick Rick is here doing sports. We'll get another update from him in just a little bit and our special guest david zier is here as well david zier is here david how can people see your show when Uh, is it on give us a little background eastern 8 a.m eastern on real america's voice news it's america's voice.news and all the other outlets that you guys watch from to watch live from studio 6b uh it's an honor to be here there's a lot of news uh everybody's crazy yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you know what david you got to remind people what day as well Oh, yeah. Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. You know, this past uh, week, uh, we had Frank Gaffney, who's on the network as well with Securing America. He's on, I believe, Saturday afternoons. Former Assistant Secretary of Defense to Ronald Reagan. Uh, We have great, great people on the show. And, um, you know, we're trying to convert one socialist at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good luck. Well, thank you Good for uh, taking your time and, and joining us here and helping out. Yes. We always appreciate it. You always bring some good stuff. And, and that time you got us, uh, Curtis Lee, was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's on, on at 930. <laughs> that's just, that's an unprovoked He's assault outside. right there. That He's was outside. Outside. He's knocking on the Why? door. Why? Come on. A little joke. <laughs> it's a little joke. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Anyhow, um, you know what? With all the bad stuff that's been happening, um, and, and some people might consider this bad, and at first maybe it was, but I think he's going to turn it around himself and make it something very positive. I'm talking about uh, Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, who was uh, relieved of his command on Friday due to a now viral social media video where he went on and uh, demanded accountability from the senior leadership um, in the Marines and, and, and in the armed services. I mean, the infantry and Marine and battalion commander of the advanced infantry training battalion and school of infantry said he made the video for his growing discontent and contempt of ineptitude at the foreign policy level. Of course, he's talking about everything that happened with Afghanistan. And I guess it was really spurred on with the release of the, uh, you know, the night of the 13 service members that were killed, 11 of which were Marines over at Hamid Karzai Airport in Kabul. I've got the full or most of it from the original video, but he posted a follow-up this weekend. So we'll cover that as well. But let's go through the, uh, the first one. This is cut 12. This is Stu Scheller, Marine Commander Stu Scheller, demanding accountability. Listen to what got him in trouble. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Stu Scheller, United States Marine Corps. I'm the current battalion commander for Advanced Infantry Training Battalion. I've been in the Marine Infantry for 17 years. Started my tour with Victor 1-8. It's the current unit that's doing perimeter security, dealing with the mess that's going on there. I, you can see open source reporting that there was an explosion and some people were killed. I know through my inside channels that one of those people that were killed was a someone that I have a personal relationship with. Won't go into more details because the families are still being notified. Not making this video because um, 
it's you know, potentially an emotional time making it because I have a growing discontent and contempt for my perceived ineptitude at the foreign policy level. And I want to specifically ask some questions to some of my senior leaders. And I'll say as a person that's not at 20 years, um, I feel like I have a lot to lose. If you play chess, you can only see two to three moves out because there's too many variables. I thought through if, if I post this video, what might happen to me, especially if the video picks up traction, if I have the courage to post it. But I think what you believe in can only be defined by what you're willing to risk. So if I'm willing to risk my current battalion commander's seat, my retirement, my family's stability to say some of the things that I want to say, I think it gives me some moral high ground to demand the same honesty, integrity, accountability from my senior leaders. And so I want to start with, we'll just use the Marine Corps, my, we'll just stick with the Marine Corps. So in the current fallout of Afghanistan, a lot of Marines were posting on social media and in response to that, the Commandant published a letter, which is the service chief of the Marine Corps. And I want to read from it. It was dated 18 August, so only a week ago. The Commandant, sir, you wrote, some of you may be struggling with a simple question. Was it all worth it? We want you to know that your service is meaningful, powerful, and important. You fought for the Marine to your left and the Marine to your right. You never let them down. And then you go on to say that, you know, if we're, we're struggling, we should, we should seek counseling, which, you know, I get it. People have killed people. Um, I've killed people and I, and I seek counseling um, and that's fine. There's a time and place for that. But the reason people are so upset on social media right now is not because the Marine on the battlefield let someone down. That service member has always rose to the occasion, done extraordinary things. People are upset because their senior leaders let them down and none of them are raising their hands and accepting accountability or saying, we messed this up. Wow. If an 05 battalion commander has uh, the simplest live fire incident EO complaint, boom, fired. But we have a secretary of defense that testified to Congress in May that the Afghan National Security Force could withstand the Taliban advance. We have chairmen of Joint Chief, who the commandant is a member of that, who's supposed to advise on military policy. We have a Marine combatant commander. All of these people are supposed to advise. And I'm not saying we've got to be in, the, in Afghanistan forever, but I am saying did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air barriers, before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed this up? I've got battalion commander friends right now that are posting similar things, and they're saying, you know, wondering if it, all the lives were lost and, and if it was in vain, all those, all those people that we've lost over the last you know, 20 years. And he goes on to say that we're all part of a chain. While every link may not be tested, the strength of the chain is only as strong as each link, and you gotta be you know, a good link, something like that. And what I'll say is, and from my position, potentially all those people did die in vain if we don't have senior leaders that own up and, and raise their hand and say, we did not do this well in the end. Without that, we just keep repeating the same mistakes, this amalgamation of the economic slash corporate slash political slash higher military ranks are not holding up their end of the bargain. I wanna say this very strongly. 
I have been fighting for 17 years. I am willing to throw it all away to say to my senior leaders, I demand accountability. Is there a GoFundMe page for this guy yet? I um, heard he lost a $2 million pension. So, so here's the update. He posted another video following. He says he's not doing a, a GoFundMe. He doesn't want any of that. He says, if you want to donate to his wife, I think, I think maybe his wife is like, dude, you know, I think maybe th this has caused some ripples in his personal life, which, you know, you, you might expect. Uh, but he posted a follow-up because that, of course, garnered him a lot of attention. Um, and his follow-up was about 10 minutes. We only have a few minutes of it here. Let's do this cut number 13. And again, you see, you see this. This is what, this is what the, the Marine Corps and the Armed Forces teaches you. You know, accountability. He's talking about it, but he's not seeing it from the people that are supposed to be his leaders. Cut number 13, Gigo. Sir, I, I love you like a father. Okay, you know what? Back, uh, pause it for a second. because So he posted this. It got a lot of attention on social media. He heard from one of his former, um, I guess, uh, someone that he, he trained under. A commander. A commander. And his commander wrote something that challenged him. So this is, this is where it picks up. And he re he's responding to that. Sir, I'll, I, I love you like a father. And you made a comment on one of the posts on LinkedIn without giving anyone context of who you were or what our relationship was. And you said, if Stuart Scheller was honorable, he would resign his commission. Of all the noise going out there, that one comment has just played through my head. If Stuart Scheller was honorable, he would resign his commission. You didn't say is as if in challenging me. You said was as if you assumed I wouldn't do it. I want to make the announcement today. After 17 years, I'm currently not pending legal action. And I could stay in the Marine Corps for another three years. But I don't think that's the path I'm on. I'm resigning my commission as a United States Marine, effective now. I'm sure there's some MAR admin on how I'm supposed to do that, and I'll work through that. But I am forfeiting my retirement on entitlements. I don't oh, want a single dollar. Gosh. I don't want any money from the VA. I don't want any VA benefits. I'm sure I'm entitled to 100%. I, you know, breathed on the smell and smoke of burning for years, I don't want any of it. It's poor guy, man. You know, I asked, all I asked for was accountability of my senior leaders when there are clear, obvious mistakes that were made. I'm not saying we can take back what has been done. All I asked for was accountability for people to comment on what I said and to say, yes, mistakes were made. And had they done that, I would have gone back into rank and file, submitted, and accomplished what I wanted. The morning after I posted my video and I came into work, my boss came in and he asked me, what were you trying to accomplish? And that was a very tough question for me. And my response was, I want senior leaders to accept accountability. I think them accepting accountability would do more for service members and PTSD and struggling with purpose than any other yep. transparent piece of paper or message. And I haven't received that. For the over $2 million that I would potentially receive in retirement for the rest of my life, 
for the however much extra the disability would be. I think that money should go back to all the senior general officers because I think they need it more than I do. Because when I am done with what I'm about to do, you all are going to need the jobs and the security. Man, I hope he blows it up. How about that? You know, that's going to have an impact for a long time to come, I think. And it could be contagious. Let's yeah. hope it's contagious. And again, it's, it's something as simple as just accountability he just wants to hear them do it wants right. to see them see them do it and hear them say it here's number cut 13 i mean 14 again on this road of now that he's giving it all up here's what he has to say those people who are there every day and don't get to leave the next morning or in the middle of the night who go outside the wire get blown up bring their marine back and then go back out there the next day they don't get the credit they deserve, and they deserve accountability. If Stuart Scheller was honorable, he would resign. You have no idea what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. You no, know, bravery is contagious, David. You know, you, you said it. Let's hope it, it breeds more people speaking out. And let's be honest, I mean... You don't see that whole video anywhere else other than in Real America's Voice. Yeah. You that know, you're on Newsmax, the they're giving you little tiny slits that you lose all context. Yeah, yeah believe me, th there's, seeing... a little bit, there's a little bit more. There's another clip we'll get to in the next, uh, in the next break. We've got to take a quick break. But again, you know, putting himself out there, put, basically putting his money, his future on the line for what he believes in. Yeah, and something that I think, you know, the Marine Corps has taught him. And this is his way of paying it back. All right. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We'll take this quick break. We'll come back, finish up with uh, Stu Scheller. Also do some sports with Slick Rick and a whole lot more. Stay there. Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a uh, Monday night, kicking off the week. And again, thank you for taking the time and uh, spending your evening with us. Again, join us on live from Studio6B.com and the comments section. Always good stuff going on there. And uh, we'll do sports in just a few moments. I did want to tie up with uh, Stu Scheller because, uh, again, important stuff that he was, he basically, you know, kind of threw his future into the wind, basically, because. In the beginning of the second, the follow-up, which we didn't play, again, it's 10 minutes long, a lot of stuff in there. He talks about how he could, you know, take his slap on the wrist, as they say, get back into get back into line. And, and I think he made a quick reference to it there, mm -hmm. where he can get back into line, finish his three years, collect his, you know, collect his uh, retirement, and kind of sail off into the sunset. But because he wasn't feeling like he was getting any satisfaction out of what his request was. And then I guess that, that guy that, you know, was a mentor to him kind of challenged him, um, you know, kind of, kind of rubbed him the wrong way. And like he said, it was sitting in his head, just spinning and uh, decided, you know what? I, I guess I've got to take it to the next step. And he's gone to the next step. Here's the last part of what he was saying from his uh, follow-up video from over the weekend. Here's cut number 15. Gee. I don't need a single dollar. 
I just need every single person that's willing to go back outside the wire every single day to wear a blue collar and just go into work every single day and feed their families. Those are the people that I need. Follow me and we will bring the whole system down. I am honorable and you can ask any Marine who served with me for 17 years. I dare you to ask them all and find out what I'm made of. We're just getting started. Wow. I would love to know where he's going with that. <laughs> I Boy, was going to ask you the same question. Good Lord. Good Lord. I mean, that's a threat. My God. Doesn't it sound like one? I, I got to be honest. I just hope he's okay. I mean, like, I mean, this is, I mean, they basically picked the fight with the wrong Marine. It seems like it. And, and you know what? And because, again, in the beginning of that, I think there's five minutes that I cut out of the beginning of that video. He talks about most of the people on his LinkedIn page are generals and majors and stuff. So some high-level people, high-level brass, who all had, I guess, positive comments for him. But, you know, when you say something like that. Man. It's just a flat out. It's a flat out challenge. He went out. Listen, what I, did they meant? Did he? Do we know who the senior officially said he loved him like a dad was? Do we know who that person was? Um, again, it's on the video. I think he mentions the guy's name, or maybe he doesn't. I'm not sure. Because again, I, I I edited it for time. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that's the kind of courage that's got to. That's the exact leadership that they teach you in the Marines. And if we look back to the Jocko Wilnick video saying about. I'm accountable for the mistakes I made. It's exactly what this young man is talking about. Right. And this and, kid personifies Marine. And the funny thing is that the person that called him out actually did what he could have done. Yep. Like raised a stink over something back in like 2004, 2006, but didn't go far enough. Kind of got back in line, collected his retirement, all that stuff. So that that's why his comment really rubbed him the wrong way because he's saying if he was honorable. Basically saying he's not honorable. There's a lot of guys who feel this way. Um, the woke military is not popular with most of the troops. Um, just like Gary Harrell, we had General Harrell on, who was head of special forces in Afghanistan last week, right, Rick and, and Paul and yeah. Rick. Um, you know, these guys don't want wokeness in the military. Gary Harrell had a broken back on a Black Hawk that crashed and a pilot got out and put the fires out in the engines. And he said, the guy's a black guy. I don't look at your color, your sexual preference, you know, and, and it's a combination of this and bungled foreign policy under the Democrats. Remember, the Soviets invaded Afghanistan under the Democrats. They took Crimea. They expanded around the world through Soviet imperialism. So this isn't new when Democrats are in charge. Yeah, and Scheller even said, you know, in a part of that video that he fights, you know, when, when he's out there fighting, he's fighting with the Marine on his left and the Marine on his right. At no time does he mention sex, color, creed, none of that. No doubt. No doubt. This yeah, and I, is... I just wanted to add quick, you know, this CRAM system, which was designed for the Navy, similar to the phalanx gun, uh, it's a radar-controlled weapon. Um, we effectively shot down many targets um, last night and the night before, mortars, missiles that were coming in on the airport. We could have lost many, many more soldiers. Um, and thank God, you know, for our technology, because if not, more Marines and more, uh, you know, of the brand, five branches would be dead. So... Yeah, and you know what's interesting is that I heard the same thing about, you know, all these things that were launched at the uh, airport. 
Um, they could have been launched from one of the 22,174 Humvees that were left behind or from the, uh, you know, from the 169 armored personnel carriers, uh, the 42,000 pickup trucks, the 64,363 machine guns that we left behind, maybe the 8,000 trucks we left behind or the, uh, 30, 358,530 assault rifles that were left behind. Maybe that, that's what those guys were holding in that TV studio. That's just an example of well, some of the stuff we left yeah. behind. Unfortunately, the Afghan army was occupying a lot of these vehicles, and we were training with them. One of the problems the Afghan army had in defense against the Taliban is that they didn't even know how to refuel our choppers. So, you know, uh, they were a ragtag bunch to a degree. A lot of them died along our, our side of our soldiers, too, and the interpreters and stuff. But, you know, these weapons were being used all around around the country in Kandahar and all over. So, like, you know, it's, it was like impossible to collect them all up and, and then just blow them up in one central point. But we should have taken out as many as we could have, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true, especially the uh, couple of, uh, I think, three or four C-130s that were left behind. With that yep. said, uh, Slick Rick, what do you got with sports, my friend? All right, real quick, we got uh, some rodeo, horse heaven, Kennewick roundup, final, all done, Lithia Ram Arena in Kennewick, Washington. All-around cowboy was Tana Green. With the tie down roping and team roping, bareback finals, Cole Ryan at 89 points on Agent Lynx. Steel wrestling finals, Riley Duval in 3.5 seconds edged out my favorite cowboy, Rowdy Parrot, at 3.8 <laughs> seconds. I love Rowdy Parrot. You're Rowdy, if you're out there, night. send him an 8x10 glossy. I got to send him one, Paul. You got mm. it. Send him a canvas. Rowdy team roping. Parrot. Uh, Clay Tryon and Jake Long in 4.5 seconds. Saddle Bronk. Isaac Diaz, 88.5 points on Calgary Stampede's Wild Sherry. Sounds like a rock song. Tie down roping. <laughs> Quaid Hyatt in eight seconds. Barrel racing. Don't forget the girls. Destry Davenport. Destry is a lovely name. 17.02 second. Very good score. And bull riding finals. Sage Kimsey, 88 points on Bridewell Pro Rodeos. Who's bad news? Total payoff on that rodeo, 302 thousand dollars and super super quick ryan blaney continues to ride momentum into playoff races to second straight nascar victory this is an ap report from daytona beach florida ryan blaney ended up in victory lane for the second straight week kyle larson the most dominant driver all year took home the regular season trophy tyler reddick ended up with the 16th and final playoff spot and the race ended in overtime with a fiery crash that involved nearly half the field it was really bad wipeout uh, blaney the winner in michigan last week heads into next week's playoff open at Darlington Raceway with three victories this season and his team Penske Ford. So we're looking forward to the playoffs as they start in NASCAR and NHRA was off this weekend. They'll be back in action next week with the Dodge SRT Nationals at Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis. Rick, back to you. And I'm sorry, but no, at no time will I ever acknowledge NASCAR playoffs. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's not a playoff. It's a race. Let it go back to the race for the cup. That was great. I know. I, I was into that. I'm not into this. Oh, let's get ready for the playoff. There's no playoffs with... with I, I Come feel on, like man. Right. <laughs> Soon playoffs. everybody... We're talking about playoffs? Soon playoffs. everybody will In get a trophy. Playoffs? Come on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, but exactly. the is working out in the, in the golf tournament, right? Can we agree that... It, the NASCAR, no, but in the golf, it works out because oh, now it's guys, exciting. right? Yeah, because now it leads to the next round. They're down to thirty next the next time they do this. So yeah. like, it's more exciting. Right. They they did get it right. NASCAR, not so NASCAR, much. NASCAR, not so much. Not so much. That's not a not so much. But we and love NASCAR, and everybody yeah. can pull their headlights up. Believe me, I would much rather say you know the race for the. I love the race for the cup. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, because it's a cup. It's like playing for the Stanley Cup, right? Exactly. Cup is a cup. All right. Yeah. 
speaking of which, we got to take a break. I don't know how that makes a break. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hour number one. A cup is a cup. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Hour number two, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice Monday night. Thank you for joining us. Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, 1029 on Samsung TV+. Plus. Also find us on the Roku channel, as well as all the socials, including rumble.com. And, uh, of course, you can email the show, lfs6b at yahoo.com. And the show's website, the Internet Home for Everything, Live from Studio 6B. It's live from studio6b.com. And uh, as people are checking in, people love people love Slick Rick, but they just not they don't love the sports. <laughs> they like NASCAR. They like the rodeo. Right. Somebody said, "Let the bulls ride, then ride the cars, the race cars." <laughs> and, and they love you, dude. They yeah, love the, bull run, baby. You could probably do uh, you know reports on I don't know macrame. Right. <laughs> if there was a macrame league, I wonder yes. if they do macrame playoffs. I'm sure they do, Rick, just yeah. to get you mad. Just to Rick, get me I sent Rick, about I sent Rick a story today about Tony Hawk Oh yeah, putting his blood in the paint that goes in his skateboard. Oh, yeah, we covered that I, last I cannot week. believe that that's a story. I saw it today, and I'm, uh, I should have watched the show last week. <laughs> I, I told Paul. Paul said that was a crazy story. I said, yeah, he went overboard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to set you up for that joke. Uh. All right. All right. Speaking of going overboard, uh, when it comes to uh, COVID-19 and the coronavirus and or the Kung flu, whatever you want to call it, and, of course, vaxes and mass mandates and such, Everybody's going crazy. I saw a bunch of uh, I saw a bunch of parents and students marching in New York, marching out in, in uh, your neck of the woods. Yeah, down Paul? in Massapequa. Yep, um, not far from us. Also, there was major marches in Hawaii. Yep, and there was marches in New York City. It's kind of going on everywhere, but they just don't put it on the news. God forbid they uh, rile up the uh, the natives. If yeah, they, if you will. and and remember last week I went to the school board meeting. I'm off to that. How tomorrow could I forget? Night. You haven't stopped telling me. I know. What it was a hero. You <laughs> did you see? Did you see me on it? Did you watch it? Did I did. You see I watched. Me? It was. Terrific. Did you watch it? It was. Did terrific. you see me? I shared it with a hundred. Was it awesome? It was great. I can't wait to go again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they went viral. <laughs> yes, it, it went viral. Um, but but Paul came across this. This is Dr. Christina Parks. Since we're talking about the, you know, and the, the vaccines and stuff, there was a vaccine story we'll get to a little bit later, and we'll talk about that maybe Study if we have in time. Israel. But um, this is Dr. Christina Parks. I guess House Bill number 447. She provided some testimony on vaccines to the House. And um, it's a little long, but I think it's worth it because the more information you have going forward, right, Paul? Oh, yeah, I just... I, look, I think this is as nailed as it gets, but I think the audience want, want to see if this has been suppressed on all social media. Yeah, so check this out. Cut number 17. Hello, my name is Dr. Christina Parks. I received my PhD in cellular and molecular biology right here in the state of Michigan from University of Michigan Medical School. And um, so I'm very well versed in the science of both these mRNA 
gene therapy, vaccines, this kind of technology, as well as what a vaccine is designed to do in the body, what it can do, what it can't do, and the fact that this is extremely complex science that has been oversimplified in the media to basically take away our freedom of choice. What I want to address today in this limited time is the fact that vaccine requirements and mandates are based on the faulty assumption that the vaccines in question prevent transmission of the pathogen, right? Does the vaccine for DTaP prevent transmission? No. Does the vaccine for flu prevent transmission? No. Does do the vaccines for COVID prevent transmission? No. In fact, they were never designed to do that. All right, so you're asking, what about this 95% effectiveness? If you look at those clinical trials, they do not say that they prevent transmission. They expressly say that they're measuring whether they um, attenuate symptoms. So they're 95% effective based on their clinical trials at attenuating symptoms for the first variant, which is essentially gone in our population. Right now, the predominant variant is the Delta, and um, CDC Director Walensky basic, basically said that these vaccines have no ability to prevent infection by and transmission of the Delta variant. So, our policy needs not to be built on the hope of what we think something we want it to do, but what the data actually tell us. So do these viruses prevent, the, I mean, do the vaccines prevent the virus from infecting and uh, replicating in the nose and nasopharynx? No, they've only been shown to prevent that replication in the lungs. They're different, the mucosa is very different than the lungs, it's very different than the blood. You inject it to the blood, you make antibodies in your blood. The virus isn't infecting your blood, it's infecting your mucosa and you don't produce any IgA to neutralize it. Mm. In fact, recent studies have shown that the vaccinated, especially with the Delta variant and the unvaccinated, have similar amounts of virus in their nose and throat. In Barnstable, Massachusetts, the CDC tracked an outbreak of 469 cases of COVID. 74% occurred in fully vaccinated and four out of five of those hospitalized were vaccinated. Now pause it there for right, a moment so maybe, because that's not what we're hearing from the news. As a matter of fact, the news doesn't even give you a, a, a number of the people who have been vaccinated who are in hospitals. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Can't talk about that. We got to keep plugging. It's the, un, it's, the, it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. This, this is one of those videos that actually had the warning on it with the C video could be false. I mean, this yeah, is, this I was is... riveted. I was riveted by it the other day. Um, so, and and you know, w w I'll see if she talks about it, and you know, by the end of the video, because I was going to mention something, but I'll let All you right. go. Continue on, G. They are mandating this because they just didn't know with the COVID. And so my main complaint is with our health agencies and the CDC, who basically know better and are misleading the public. So let's look at DTaP, which the scientists and the CDC have known since 2014 that the acellular pertussis vaccine does not prevent people from getting infected with the pertussis bacteria and passing it to others. In fact, it was never designed to do that. The vaccine was designed to neutralize the pertussis toxin. Pertussis, we know it as whooping cough. It can be fatal for children under six months. So neutralizing this toxin saves lives. All right, I'm not gonna debate that. 
But what it doesn't do is neutralize the bacteria. So what happens is fully vaccinated children go to daycare, they pick up that bacteria, and they come home and they give it to their newborn brother or sister. They get deathly ill and they go to the hospital. Hopefully our medical professionals are able to save them. But who do they blame? Now the CDC is blaming anti-vaxxers for the limitations of this vaccine design. I suggest that they be transparent and tell parents that although it is preventing severe disease in their children, it is not preventing transmission because we have created a whole class of asymptomatic pertussis carriers who are increasing the disease. Boom. Now, the old DTP vaccine that many of you who are my age or older got did prevent transmission. When we switched to the safer a cellular virgin, they knew that it was never designed to pre prevent transmission. It was safer, it had less adverse events, but pertussis um, cases have gone through the roof. There's a resurgence in pertussis because of the design of the vaccine, and the vaccinologists know this, they're trying to address it, and so we cannot mandate that something that does not prevent transmission. All right, what about the flu vaccine? Well, they have shown that basically it, there's no difference, there's no statistical difference if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, whether you get the flu or not. <laughs> but it's even worse because although that first year, it is somewhat effective, it's about 65% effective at preventing um, symptoms in you, after that, it actually has negative efficacy. And I want to address this because it's very important. Vaccines are made to a specific variant, and when that variant mutates, the vaccine no longer recognizes it. And so it's like you're seeing a completely new virus, and be because that's so, you actually get more severe symptoms when you're vaccinated against one variant, and then it mutates, and then your body sees the other variant. So there's the potential, and the science shows that, in fact, with the flu, if you get uh, vaccinated in multiple years, you are more likely to get severe disease, you are more likely to have more viral replication, and you are more likely to be hospitalized, both in adults and in children. We are seeing the same thing in COVID with the Delta variant. And so we are mandating that people get a vaccine that could actually make them more sick when they're um, exposed to the virus. In fact, this week, a paper came out, and what it showed is that with this Delta variant, when you're vaccinated, your body makes antibodies that are supposed to neutralize the virus, but they were supposed to neutralize the old variant. When they see this new variant, what they're doing is they're actually, the antibodies are taking the virus and helping it infect the cells. All right, that science was just published this week. We need to be looking at the science and we need our policy to reflect the science and we also need it to reflect our rights. Wow. So basically, if you're taking and the so, virus, if you're taking um, the vaccine as now, as a PhD who knows the science, yeah, I'm in sick. the category of the yeah. most vaccine hesitant group. Yes, PhDs are the most vaccine hesitant, followed by people who have less than a high school degree because they know what they don't know and they don't trust their government. And many people, the other group that is very vaccine hesitant are African Americans. 70% of African Americans have not taken this vaccine. Why? because they don't trust their government. Do they have reason not to trust their government? Well, between the um, years of 1930 and 1970, the CDC conducted the Tuskegee experiment where they took un, um, untreated males with syphilis and they refused to treat them. Even after antibiotics became 
available, they still did not treat them and they did not tell them that they had syphilis. They told those people that they were there to secure their health and they did not secure their health, they abused them. You say, well, that was in the past, although I don't think 1970 was that long ago. Well, in 2012, whistleblower William Thompson came forward and said, we published a study that said MMR does not cause autism, but we lied. In fact, we shredded data that showed that when black boys are vaccinated on time, they have increased rates of autism diagnosis, and we shredded it and we left it out of the paper. As an African-American and a PhD, I want to ask each of you, are we going to exclude 70% of African-American people from the workforce and from education? All right, my ancestors did not work this hard. I come from a family that worked very hard and I'm very aware that my privileges are dependent on the work of my grandmother and my great-grandmother and I have great respect for these people that put me where I am, and yet you're telling me that my son will not be able to be educated if based on the history of African Americans in this country that he doesn't want to be vaccinated? All right, so I will leave you with that question. Who are we going to exclude from the workforce? Are we going to continue with discrimination and segregation in the United States of America? Thank you. Bob, wow. boom. Mark, Mike drop. She's uh, the, the modern Rosa Parks yeah. making the connection between science and socioeconomic uh, segregation. Yeah. And, Christina and, and, Parks. And basically hitting them in the face with science. And David, you have a little bit of science too coming out of Israel, right? Yeah, well, um, I just wanted to talk briefly about, you know, the most riveting thing uh, with her is that each shot is designated for a specific variant. So we right. need a new shot every time there's a new variant. Right. And that's there's the not problem. a Delta shot. And in Israel, the new study said that if you add the COVID, you have 13 times more protection than someone who has double shots and are vaccinated. And the vaccinated are that's on 700, contaminating. Tested. And, and they're contaminating the unvaccinated, the, mm. the vaccinated too, because they're shedding the virus. So, uh, yeah, a lot going on. Wow. Yeah. Amazing stuff. And again, this is what they don't tell you. Imagine what else they're not telling you. Well, we're going to try and tell you as much as we can find out. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. We'll be back. From Studio 6B on Real America's Voice, and uh, welcome back. Interesting stuff. Got in a lot of feedback regarding that video of Dr. Christina Parks that we just played. You know, and again, it's it's all about getting the information that uh, you never hear about this stuff. And Paul said, "What when you when you look up the video, they have a they have a, a yeah, they flag have a on it. They have a potentially false, misleading disclaimer on it because she's not qualified enough." You know, wouldn't it be nice to call these independent fact checkers? Maybe she's mis the misogynist or racist because she's not qualified. Imagine being able to flip the script like they do on any anytime you criticize somebody who looks different than you. you know, the hypocrisy of it. Like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to flip the script back on them? I'm so sick of hearing it. Like, I'm so. This is good news. This is science. Science. The best thing about science is it never stops being science when everybody's debating and challenging everything that's in front of them. Let's get the fight. Let's get it go. Let's argue it out. And what, let's somebody create a great debate channel. 
Yeah. And again, it's science, you know, things that you're allowed to question science. That's how science is. You, you, if you have a problem with it, you, you test it. You, you have a hypothesis. You run, you run tests. You see what the answer is. It invites questions. Unlike ideologies, exactly. ideologies don't invite questions. They want you to shut up. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Uh, let's go over to Rick, see what's going on in sports. What do you got, Rick? Hi, Rick. Well, here's one. Jake Paul beats Tyron Woodley via split decision in cruiserweight fight. This is from Mark Remonde, ESPN staff writer from Cleveland. <laughs> Remonde. Rose hoping for Jake Paul's boxing demise at the hands of a big puncher. will be sorely disappointed. He's coming on now. The YouTube sensation turned prize fighter outpointed Tyron Woodley via split decision 77-75, 75-75. And 7874 in the main event of a boxing card Sunday night at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Woodley is a former UFC welterweight champion with several highlight reel knockouts on his MMA resume. Woodley wobbled Paul with a big right hand in the fourth round, but Paul was able to survive that round and beat Woodley over the rest of the bout. After the fight, Paul and Woodley agreed to a rematch if Woodley gets an I love Jake Paul tattoo. (laughs) Not an I love Paul tattoo. (laughs) And uh, Paul 4-0 was facing the toughest test of his burgeoning uh, boxing career, but he's really starting to get going. You know, he's a YouTube sensation. He's got millions of followers. And hey, he's bringing a whole new, you know, angle to boxing, whole new element. So it's very interesting, and, and a whole uh, new audience because it's boxing's yeah, been boxing dead for a while. Dead. Yeah, I, I, I think it's good. And if he really starts climbing the ranks and gets into a big, I mean, you know, I don't see him fighting Tyson Fury, but uh, you know, that you know, there's talk about him fighting uh, Fury's brother, though. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, his brother. His brother's like more of a light heavy. So yeah, yeah that's true. That could be Rick. I could see that. So That'd they were talking about that. So. And um, American Jennifer Brady, uh, and Austra- uh, who was an Australian Open finalist, withdrawed from the U.S. Open with an injury. Another one leaves. Uh, so what can you do? ESPN News Services. Australian Open runner-up Jennifer Brady has withdrawn from the U.S. Open because of injury. Brady, a semifinalist last year in Flushing Meadows, has not played competitively since being forced to retire from a second-round match against Jelena Ostacampo, uh in uh, Cincinnati. The U.S. Tennis Association did not specify her injury. And Ostapenko, the 2017 French Open champion also pulled out today for medical reasons. As you know, the U.S. Open kicked off in Flushing Meadows today. Uh, Naomi Osaka and Maria Buzakova. I'll have an update on that score on the next round, Rick. And men's world number one, Novak Djokovic, hits the court tomorrow night at 7 p.m. So back to you, Rick. I know you got a lot to get to. All right. You got it, Rick. Thank you for that. We'll do some more sports a little bit later on. And uh, here's a reminder to visit our friends at MyPillow.com. Make sure to use our code LFS6B at checkout and saved 66% off today. Support Mike Lindell. Support the show. Buy some pillows. Buy some sheets. Buy some mattress Have toppers. Have a pillow fight with your friends. Towels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All good stuff from uh, MyPillow.com. The pillow is guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you will ever own basically you can get it mypillow.com today use the lfs6b uh checkout code at checkout and again save yourself 66 percent off the top of the price hey um i know we were we covered a lot of afghanistan stuff we were just talking about the vaccines but there's other things that we can't lose sight of and and we talked about this last week we're going to talk about it all this week as well because afghanistan is sucking the uh this incredible distraction to take away from the fraudulent election right shocking (laughs) and speaking 
speaking of election, I think, uh, David, you said you had something on elections. Uh, right? Yeah, Paulie's going to tell the story about... No, no, go uh, ahead. The 43,000? No, do it. Yeah, John Solomon, who's like the best journalist in the United States, part of the Real America's Voice News team here with his Just the News, right, Paul? Yep. Um, you know, he said he had an article, roughly 43,000 absentee ballots counted in DeKalb County in 2020 was a violation of chain of custody rules, right? And more than 70% of 61,731 Absentee ballots put in drop boxes were counted, certified, despite violating chain of custody requirements. Um, it's a big deal, right? It just goes like when you add it all up, dead people voting, young people voting, uh, uh, adjudicated votes, you know, where people hand wrote determinations if you couldn't read the ballot. John Solomon identified at least a thousand fraudulent ones in, f- in favor of Biden. So this goes on and on, right, guys? Well, yeah. Did you guys see in, in Breitbart today? Bright, this is a story from Breitbart. The president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, Pilf, told Breitbart News um, political editor Matt Boyle on Sirius XM's Breitbart News Saturday, 15 million mail ballots were unaccounted for in the 2020 presidential election. This is from Christian Adams. This is the worst way to run an election, what they did in 2020. The Election Assistance Commission, which is a federal agency, puts out a report every two years. One of the things it has is the number of mail-in ballots that were sent out, the number of mail-in ballots that came back, and the number of mail-in ballots was straight-up rejected, meaning the election official said there was a defect. It goes on to say... Um, this is not data that we're speculating about yet. This is a federal data that, and that's where we get the 15 million number. 15 million ballots were sent in the mail last year that never came back and were counted. He said some of them, we don't know where they are. They're just gone. That tells you the system broke down. That tells you that probably ballots came back that were accounted uh, for the wrong people. The whole thing is a mess. It can't be repeated again. And that is the, the problem with mail-in balloting. We're giving the idiots in the post office control over our government so i mean this is a you know this is a big story so if you guys haven't seen it on breitbart go check out the rest of it another good news outlet and there's there's reports in uh, pennsylvania where did the truck go with the two hundred eighty-eight thousand ballots that originated oh, on from, long you island mean, you oh, mean from yeah. beth page yeah and to, and, to and, and, and the post office PL? And, yeah. and the government processed 300,000 more absentee ballots than were received by the post office of Pennsylvania, supposedly. So that was from our backyard, our backyard. Yeah. Right. Right. Right to Harrisburg. Yeah. Scam. And then the guy could remember he came on. Yep. Where is he? Yeah. He There's no videotape. He, he lost his rig that he liked to drive across country. He had to leave it. They got yeah. it. There's no slip for it. I mean, there was There's so no closed circuit cameras right. video of it in the yard. Nothing. Nothing. It's so convenient. All the yard videos gone. How lucky. Well, you know what? That's that's kind of what happens. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. All that yeah. weird stuff that happened in the in the election. But no, no, no. He got 80 million votes, 81 million votes. You you, you go ahead and figure that out. Um, I know Arizona. I guess the um, I guess that's going to be released pretty soon. The the report on that. Correct, David? Yeah, and it goes further because one good thing came out of the cyber symposium is it forced in, in Wisconsin, Robin Voss, who's a rhino, to finally push the audits in there. And then in Arizona, in Pima County, we interviewed uh, Mark, um, uh, I can't, Fincham. Um, they're saying now P- Pima County, south of Maricopa County, has fraud. So it's, uh, it's expanding, and the results of the Arizona thing will be out over the next two weeks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And especially, you know, with the California recall, with Gavin Newsom, 
how many people they're they're finding that are uh, they're discovering that have ballots with them. They arrested a guy in his car. I guess he was passed out drunk with hundreds or thousands of ballots. They have yep. video of people <laughs> yep. emptying, uh, you know, the, the apartment complex uh, the mailboxes. Dr- right, the convicted drug deal with yeah. 300 ballots I mean, in California. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And again, you know, this is all stuff that... Uh, and it's, t- it's tough to get some airtime for because, again, Afghanistan is sucking the air out of the room. But we'll try and get you as much in terms of updates as possible. Again, right here on Live from Studio 6B. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more right after this. Stay there. I've uh, got a bunch of stuff still to get to. Also, Crazy Town coming up, so stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a uh, Monday night. From what I understand, I guess there are uh, there are polls going on on Live from Studio 6B.com. I wonder who's putting up polls tonight, Paul. <laughs> Could be the guy from the hot tub time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it, dub, dub. <laughs> you, you, you think he's in his uh, is in his my pillow? Uh, Damon just Damon getting into his hot tub is like. You know, it was like me putting my thumb in a thimble. It's just every, it's no water left in when he's done. That's that's a lot of water displacement. <laughs> he's a giant. He, he's so, a legitimate giant. So I guess he was asking, and I didn't see it on the chat because you know we, we were talking to each other. But I guess he put up a poll who would who would win in a fight, him or Doctor Fauci, and we all had our own. Uh, he could use Fauci takes. as a toothpick. He could, but, th- but that's if he can lay a glove on him. I see Fauci running through his legs like a little kid, <laughs> you know, avoiding every punch. Well, yeah, you but know, he turns Fauci into was, a... Uh, he was a professional baseball player, right? Yeah, he can't throw the first... He can't throw. He turns into a horseshoe bat, though, in the middle of it. So, <laughs> right. In the uh, chat, Damon says, pull this, Rick. Yes, I see that. So I guess he's still there. Damon's still watching the show. <laughs> That's a nice vacation, watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably got some hate mail for us running this thing into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, David, you had brought up something that was interesting. And again, it's, it's about the stuff we're not hearing about. And, and this I heard about earlier, but I'm glad you brought it up because I kind of forgot about it. And it's right in your wheelhouse, Paul. It's about the banks and and what they're doing and people don't see it and maybe now now you're starting to see it a little bit we're talking about what they're doing to um general Lieutenant. michael flynn yeah and uh you know life set has a great article uh chase bank goes full woke cancels general flynn's credit cards over reputational risk um the letter stated we are closing your credit cards after careful consideration we decided to close your credit cards on september 18th 2021 because continuing this relationship creates possible reputational risk to our company so flynn responds really quick you know via telegram uh chase bank has gone full-blown woke they need to deal with their own reputation instead of persecuting my family and i doj trop 
dropped my case for their own egregious government misconduct. Appears you weren't that lucky with the DOJ talking to Chase. I guess my America first political views don't align with yours. Your loss. This is like the Dole Fruit Company in Guatemala. We have a banana republic, Chase Bank, multinational corporation controlling U.S. Constitution. It is. Uh, it's been a banana republic here for the longest time. And I mean, once we saw rigged elections, it really just put the final nail in the coffin um, for me. But we should probably show that clip what they're doing with their money in Venezuela. Clip. uh, What is it? uh, 19. This is Venezuelans using the actual. So basically, they're using their dollars. They're using their dollars, just like back in, you know, when they were using in Germany to buy a loaf of bread with a wheelbarrow of currency. Wow. This is the end. This is this is what it looks like. And you know what a lot of people in Venezuela are using cryptocurrency. So basically what you're saying is that this stuff is worthless. It is utterly worthless. Look at the work though. Look at the craftsmanship. It's a nice bag. They use them as butt implants too, I think. <laughs> Venezuela is big on that stuff. They should, they should just leave things the way they have it. That's amazing. That's so they're crazy. using their currency. What the what you would call you and I, you know, having our our wallets as dollars. Uh, they're making they're making crafts. This is yeah, and it's coming soon to a U.S. dollar. You know, what I mean, if it's like me at Home Depot, Paul. <laughs> you know, buying a two by four. Well, thank God the two by thank God the prices came down there because. That was just getting crazy. But it's insane that uh, Chase Bank has gone ahead and canceled Flynn's credit cards. Um, what's sick. next? That's sick. I mean, Us. I mean, we've we've seen it, right? right exactly the social credit score that's in China is coming here. That's what all this is about. This all of this is about the social credit score. All it's about controlling you. If let's be honest, if they could put a chip in you and they can tell you, all right, you behave properly and they can watch you, you know, and give you an actual credit score. All right, you're allowed to fly. You've been granted permission to do this or that or the next thing. Or we're going to hold back your money and keep you on a UBI right. and an allowance, make you a full-blown slave. They would do it. The elite would do it. What they're doing in China now. You see the new reports that letting children are not going to be allowed to play video games other than Fridays after school for yep. one hour. One hour. You know, this is, what do you, you don't think the totalitarians want to get, they don't, they stopped existing because life got good. It just never stops. It never stops. Yeah, and they are doing it here already. If you don't have the uh, the vaccine and you're going to college, certain colleges will not allow you to have internet access. That's just the first yeah. step. Yeah, and other colleges. Or, or no, I'm sorry. Was it uh, Delta is charging employees two hundred dollars surcharge a month? Yeah, on their insurance. On their insurance, if they're not vaccinated. That's crazy. Maybe Dr. Christina Parks can have a talk with them. And Where? those guys only make like thirty grand. Our stewardess, don't, right. they don't make a lot of money. No, know? they don't make a lot of money. They they get to see the world and stay places for free, and they and they can work their way up. But it's it's just pure extortion, right? And, and you know, and we've talked about this a little bit, mostly off air, about the push for this digital currency that 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 the big banks want to push for. But again, it opens it up. Well, if they control it. Unlike, you know, the Bitcoin and all the other stuff that's out there that's decentralized, if they control it, which means, hey, you know what? We don't like what you said. Uh, we heard you you went to a rally or, or you did something. We're going to we're going to cut you off from using your bank account because exactly. that's where it leads. Well, and let's be honest, there's a lot of people out there enjoying crypt- cryptocurrency. They like the technology, like especially the DeFi and this and the, 
and it breaks away. Essentially, it's competing currencies, which is what the world has always needed. Yeah. But what are they going to do? The next thing we're going to see, uh, don't be surprised. We're going to see some kind of a false flag attack or the next terrorist attack. They're going to say, oh, it was funded with, with, with Bitcoin. It was funded with cryptocurrency. Yep. And it's got to be stopped. And the SEC will stomp on it. Something like that's going to happen. I'm not smart enough to figure it out ahead of time. But I can tell you, something gross yeah. is going to happen. And they're going to take this, this freedom away from people. So, yeah. Paul, you know, um, on a different note, it, which is related, um, you know, this is a fight against institutional bureaucracy, the local, state, and federal government have become overwhelming and powerful. Do you know that a municipality here on Long Island um, was looking at your Facebook page when you went in to do business with them for like a building permit and stuff like that to see if you were a threat to the town. These people are out of control. It's bad enough they're using Google Maps really? to see if you have an illegal shed or a pool in your yard. Yeah. And then they send like lawyers and the SWAT team to your house for having like an illegal pool, you know. And, and it's, it's uh, you know, this is the battle. The guy who opens the gates for his businesses has no voice. Yeah, wow. exactly. It's, it, it's so they're exactly actually right. they're actually checking your Facebook page. Uh, they were in a North Shore town on Long Island. Yes, they were. I, you know, I have a friend who worked at the FBI, a nice guy, really always had a good time. When Facebook came out in 2000, whatever it was, eight, seven or eight, when I first got on, it was maybe seven or eight. His exact words would be, this is the FBI's wet blank. And his exact words were, if you put your real name on that thing and your real date of birth on that thing, you're a complete moron. That's what he said to me back then, because the last thing you ever want to do, and I'm just like, oh, no, you know, and, <laughs> because the number one way people would, would identity theft was just going on, looking at the date of birth, look at all the information and just hacking everybody's accounts. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. anyway, let's uh, we got yeah, off the yeah. rails there a little. Yeah. Well, you know what? And again, it's stuff that uh, I don't think people are talking about anywhere else. Because let's face it, when you see when you see a big bank shut down a Michael Flynn, you've seen the you know the big tech company shut down a president, and he was exonerated. Yeah, doesn't matter though. Right, it shouldn't matter. You know that they, they have their own their own woke agenda. It's uh, it's the head of the cabal, right? Yeah, yep. it's scary stuff. Um, a couple of things I want to make sure we got to, and, and this one this one was interesting because in it he he says what he he didn't say. Um, I, I guess that's the best way to explain it. Uh, this is uh, cut number eight. This is Anthony Blinken. Anthony Blinken asked about the uh, manifest given to the Taliban. Remember, they said initially we heard, well, they, they gave out lists of people uh, that they wanted to make sure made it to the airport safely. So cut number eight, you go. I want to ask about this idea that we're, you're, some of these lists of people that you're trying to get out of the country, you've had to give to the Taliban. Now listen and I know carefully. You, you've, you guys have some uh, that you think some of this has been a bit overreported or exaggerated. But given the Haqqani Network's ties to the Taliban. Hey, pause it there um, for a second, G. I didn't catch that when I first saw this. Overreported? Overreported. Unbelievable. Is that code for please stop talking about it? Please stop asking me the question? Yeah. How dare you want to know? Amazing. All right. Good. How can you be sure any list you share of Afghans who helped Americans won't be used for horrendous reasons by the Haqqani Network or others. Chuck, it's simply not the case. Uh, the idea that we've done anything uh, to put uh, at further risk those that we're trying to help leave the country is simply wrong. All right, so pause it there. Uh, so basically, the, according to this, that's stupid to even say that we gave out a list. Okay, good. Right. Continue on. The idea that we shared lists of, uh, of, uh, of Americans or others 
uh, with the Taliban is simply wrong. What was shared? In, in specific, yeah. So in specific instances, when you're trying to get a bus or a group okay. of people through, right. uh, and you need to show a manifest to do that, because it, particularly in cases where people don't have oh. uh, the necessary credentials on them or documents on them, uh, then uh, you will, you, you'll share names of the list on people of the bus so they can be assured that those are people that we're, uh, we're looking to bring in. And by definition, that's exactly what's happened. We've gotten uh, 5,500 American citizens uh, out of Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, to the extent that in, in an individual case yeah. with, a, with a particular group or a bus, uh, to verify that the people on the bus or in that group were people who uh, were supposed to come out, right. uh, American citizens, uh, especially, again, if they lacked the, uh, uh, the, the right document with them, uh, that's what we would do. But the idea that we put anyone in any further jeopardy hmm. is simply wrong. Yeah, what, right. what has been promised okay, so to the you Taliban? Know you can stop it there, G, because I think he made his point. So basically, no, they, they didn't provide a list to the Taliban. We're asking what they did for permission. What was, was give out a manifest. Now, what, what's the definition of a manifest? Huh. Let me think about that. A list. Oh, yeah. It's a list of passengers or an invoice of cargo for a vehicle such as a ship or a plane, or in this case, buses. But there wasn't a list. It was a manifest. Right. Big difference. Right. It's all in the wording. The minutes. It was, let's go, let's get the thesaurus out for this one, too. <laughs> Abandoned. Again, hung out. Right, <laughs> abandoned. Uh, no, you know that's that's a that's the wrong word to say. Uh, left to die is a good <laughs> phrase you can use. Uh, maybe forgotten about. Kick to the curb is a good one. Uh, what uh, else? Betrayed. You know this gets worse for them every day. We killed uh, ten civilians. Uh, eight of them were aged eighteen or younger with a missile strike yesterday. So uh, this is getting worse. Even yeah, though, and, and yeah. not only is it getting worse, it could be getting worse with our own stuff. Yeah, and that's that's the scary part. We, you know, There's no doubt. We made them the 26th largest army in the world in one week. The Taliban. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. The list. The list of material is completely stunning. You mean the manifest? Yeah, no. we don't give out lists. The stuff we love. Yeah, the manifest. <laughs> of, the, itemized, the, manifest. the itemized uh, inventory. Right. The cargo. <laughs> so, so they know what's in 22,000 Humvees. Yes. I mean, they should have given that to 75,000 vehicles. And, and, and this is what we're left with. Cut six, G. Taliban, uh, for this they are not doing really. I know. Oh, what time is it? Are we oh, out of here God. yet? Time for my, my ice cream, my jello? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is who. You this see is him looking at his watch. Oh, good God. Again, that was uh, Joe Biden while they were receiving the coffins of the fallen soldiers. Looking at his watch. Watch him. Look for his watch. Disgusting. Good God. At Dover Air Force Base. Look. Oh. <sighs> you know what, Joe? Time for you to go, Joe. We'll be back live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. From Studio 6B on a Monday night, Real America's Voice, and uh, for Tommy, Viper J5, 
I didn't forget. As a matter of fact, we're going to do it right now, as a matter of fact. Why don't we do it? Gee, this is a crazy town. Uh, Jen Psaki versus a very aggressive bug. Go. We have not assessed that any group on the ground, uh, whether it's ISIS-K or the Taliban, has the ability to attack the United States. We clearly (laughs) need to, sorry, that was an aggressive bug, um, to attack the United States. Whoa. Whoa. I'm I'm surprised her tongue didn't shoot out and she snagged it out of the air. I got got it. <laughs> you guys hear that? Oh, that that, that, that was um, <laughs> that's funny, Rick. Uh, I got to thank my uh, friend Hidden Gem for that one. Man, <laughs> that wow, was funny, wow, good stuff, G. That looks better on the big screen than on my phone. Yeah, the, the aggressive bug. You notice it was an aggressive bug. Yeah, it couldn't just be a bug. No, it. She had to label it. Typical Democrat, socialist, communist. Got to label it. Put it into a, into a group. Oh, this is an aggressive bug. You nice bugs, you stay over here. But this aggressive bug. Oh, you must be a Trump supporter. Um, hey, Rick, what's going on in sports? All right, that's a tough one to swallow. <laughs> I mean, follow. Uh, Cardinals three to one over the Reds. Final. Phillies seven to four over the Nats. I'm in town all night. Oh, uh, top seventh. Um, uh, Blue Jays seven two over the Orioles. Top of the ninth as well. Uh, Red Sox right now trailing the Rays four to one in the bottom of the sixth. Bottom first. Uh, Rangers uh, two nothing over the Rockies. Check that. That's bottom fourth. Uh, Yankees one nothing over the Angels. Top first and uh, Padres and Diamondbacks as well as the Brewers and Giants just underway. And uh, Naomi Osaka right now in the U.S. Open uh, first round with the women. Uh, Naomi Osaka is tied four four with Maria Bushkova, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that and have a report tomorrow night as she tries to bounce back. She's number three in the world, and we'll have Novak Djokovic as well tomorrow night. Djokovic playing tomorrow night. Uh, week one Packers Saints game could be moved to AT&T Stadium due to Hurricane Ida. This is from Zach Washington of Yardbarker. New Orleans Saints were unable to host the Arizona Cardinals for Saturday's scheduled preseason fine finale because of Hurricane Ida. It appears the lingering impacts of the storm could prevent the Saints from opening the regular season at home. I did hear a late report tonight that there wasn't any major damage done to the Superdome or the Mercedes Dome, if you will. Uh, however, so they may not still be able to get that game off. Turns out the Cowboys will be in Tampa that week, so uh, they may be able to play in AT&T Stadium, which is the closest thing to New Orleans. Um, and uh, I'm going to let that go, Rick. I know you got a lot of other stuff to go, so that's a wrap in sports. All Back right, Rick, when thank you for that. And uh, we're getting a lot of people chiming in on the uh, crazy town. Gee, can you run it again? Because it is a quick one. Uh, Jen Psaki versus the very aggressive bug. Flies, I love the one. Flies always fine. SH. We have not assessed that any group on the ground, uh, whether it's ISIS K or the Taliban, has the ability to attack the United States. Speaking of attack, we clearly <laughs> need to. Sorry, that was an aggressive bug. Um, to attack the United States. <laughs> like on cue. That's crazy. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Brian J says Talibantina has fleas. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. Who said uh, flies always land on SH? <laughs> I'm not saying it. Wow. You know, we miss Kaylee McEnany, that's M- for sure. 
Amazing stuff. Hey, a couple quick clips I want to make sure we get to, and I think Dave also has some stuff to get to. This uh, cut number 18, G. uh, MSNBC has their list of problems, and it continues even with uh, when it comes to hurricane reports. People not very happy with them. Check this out. Let's get to uh, Shaquille Brewster, and uh, I believe Shaq's in Mississippi. Shaq, what part of Mississippi are are you in, and what are you seeing? Gulfport. We're in Gulfport, Mississippi, (laughs) Craig, and I'll tell you the biggest sign, the biggest indicator that I saw this morning about the force of the storm last night is that the mail delivery has returned. We saw postal workers going out delivering mail this morning. Just a couple of minutes ago, people were walking their dogs. They're back on the beach right now, and that's the sense that you're getting that the rain has stopped. The wind is still going there. I think we even have a random person going around. You know, I'm going to turn this way because, you know, we deal with some people every once in a while, but... Uh, You know, one thing that we are noticing is that the mayor said the curfew is still in effect. The curfew is going to be going on for at least until a period of time in which they can go ahead and go and survey all the damage. They did get some reports of some down power lines of some trees that have fallen or at least limbs that have fallen. So they're going to go ahead and do that survey to make sure that they're okay. Craig, I'm going to toss it back to you because we have a person who needs a little help right now. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, now. Oh, my Easy. God. Um, we're going to check in with Shaq Brewster just to make sure all is well. Uh, there's a lot of crazy out there. A lot of crazy. And um, Bill Curtis, <laughs> thank you as well. Again, we'll make sure Shaq's man. okay. And we'll update you here in just a few moments. <laughs> you know, the, I, the I other got video a... I saw today was even better. It was the guy's... To like try like pretending he's wearing this baggy blue reins like oh, a paper right, right. thin and he's taking this stance like he's trying to stay up and two dudes are walking Walked right up next right to behind him, like, him right they're like wah, wah. oh you mean the the, the fake storm fake thing where they're like yeah. I'm fighting this wind I'm holding on for yeah, dear life yeah. kind of thing yeah but nothing better though when they nailed Anderson Cooper in. In the, the water on his knees, and someone walks by the puddle right behind him. <laughs> One of the greatest things that ever busted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's funny. not forget, though, uh, liars. all the brave souls at Weather Nation, uh, which is part of our network family here. Uh, you know, these guys are putting their lives on the line, storm chasing, and they're in yeah. Louisiana. You know, Ben McMillan, um, they're working really hard. So It's called Weather Nation. It's part of this? Weather and Nation still, still, is broadcasting. still owned by the same owners of Re- Nationwide. Uh, they have an incredible team. They're part of yep. some of those guys are part of our production team when we do shows, right? So Yeah, and we were going to try to have one of them on, but of course, you know, they have no power down there. And so we wish them the best. Hopefully everybody that is down there covering the storm and everybody that lives down there in that area that's affected, we hope you're doing okay. Um, maybe we'll have one of those guys on tomorrow or Wednesday, depending on the uh, the power situation, if they can get a feed. It'll be great to uh, get an update, and hopefully, like I said, you know everybody's uh, everybody's safe. Do you guys remember about a year ago I, I talked about um, Reuters? Or, there was a, a big um, buyout of almost every independent weather station that there is. Like there was a, co- a lot of good weather that you know you get. Yeah, and it, and they were all bought by the same people, and they did it because you know it was part of BlackRock and Vanguard because they would have more control over the commodities market. You know, Weather Nation kicks the Weather Channel's butt, by the way. So if you've got Fios out here, I think you can watch it. And uh, it's just a really incredible channel. you can get channel. it online, weathernation.com? It's an incredible channel, yes. Yeah, because check it out. Weather Underground used to be great, but it got bought out by Weather Channel, who's bought out by essentially the parent, you know, subsidiary of BlackRock. Yeah. 
Hey, before we go, we do have a couple clips I want to get to. Well, one one clip I want to get to, but this is going to be a reminder for you. Cut number one, G. This is a reminder. In, in case you've forgotten from our commander-in-chief, go. Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops if, will if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And... And if there are American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Cut number nine, G. Let's see how, how things are going there. Taliban, they are not doing really bad stuff in Kabul right now because there's a lot of media focus on Kabul. But they are already started public execution in other provinces where a lot of media is not available or covering it. So they started hunting down people in other provinces, and they just executed a police officer yesterday, and they did mm. public hanging of four officers like last week. So they are retaliating against people who sided with the U.S., and now the U.S. is leaving them behind. So there you have it. I That's guess the it. defund the police movement has moved on to Afghanistan. Hopefully that upsets you enough that you won't uh, stop paying attention to it again. Thank you for joining us here on a Monday night on behalf of myself, Paul Nolan, David Zier, Slick Rick, the guys in the booth. Thank you for watching. As always, we salute our military, active and retired, our first responders, EMTs, firefighters, police, everybody working on the front lines. And, of course, you, the home viewer, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow night live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Watch the time.